Back again, boxed up UFC on a Friday. None other than a Friday. Me, it's coming late. Me, Dylan, we'll never leave you without a boxed up UFC podcast. They were worried. They were really worried. They, I heard, I heard uh, rumblings that they thought that that we were done, but we're back. We're back. No, we're done in mid December after you know who fights each other. So yeah, still got that, a few more months. Yeah, start the start the countdown for the the end of boxed up UFC. Anyway, here we are uh, on the eve of UFC San Diego. All of the fighters weighed in and made weight, and I think there's like 13 fights tomorrow, which is pretty cool. But before we get into that, let's talk about last Saturday. Uh, ten fights, ten finishes. The second time that has ever happened. Ask me if my under parlay hit. Did the under parlay hit? No, it didn't hit. Thanks for oh. asking, though. <laughs> Only two overs all night. Yeah. I think. So that's um, very, uh, very important. Two things. One, just – I think we need to start recording the under parlays because I always make one long shot one, and it's always hilarious when it loses. And, like, this – I think something's got to give this week. I think something's got to give, and the announcement is I'm never going to bet on an over – an under – in a main event ever again. Main events are a scam for overs. That That's just my opinion. Second, I love when we do podcasts late too because I just forgot so many of these fights and they and you're and, and you're gonna like list them off. I'm like, holy shit, this fucking fight. Like, I just yeah. like forgetting. I don't even have the yeah. list in front of me. You're just gonna say it and I'm gonna remember what happened in it. You know what I mean? So I like that. Yeah, so 10 fights, 10 finishes. I still wouldn't say it was like a great card. There was a lot of mismatches, which led to those finishes. Um, but, I mean, I'm a fan of violence. I know you are, too. So, I, mm-hmm. I can always appreciate Especially a card like this that I had no hopes for, basically. Mm-hmm. He has 10 finishes. But, anyway, started off very strangely as Myra Bueno Silva wins via armbar uh, against Stephanie Egger. Did you see this? Yes. So, I saw, I saw every finish okay and most of every fight so silva had an armbar in and is against the cage and just lets go the ref made no movement at all silva lets go says that egger tapped uh egger says she didn't tap of course they go to replay there's no conclusive replay they never showed a tap and then uh whoever the the referee was i'm forgetting ioni it was chris ioni he yeah. "Quote unquote surveys the shitty judges. fucking refing. He he quote unquote surveys the judges and apparently one of the judges absolutely saw a tap. So that is how it ended. Um, thoughts. I have a pretty strong opinion on this, and I now I was live tweeting this and I kind of I got some back and forth going in the comments. I never I never I'm never gonna go. I'm never gonna give." a random another response you know what i mean i i'm not, i'm not a twitter argument guy if they disagree with me i'll give them one response and then if they respond back that's it i'm not doing it anymore um you never let go man of, of principle some, you, you never <laughs> you never let go of a submission until the ref pulled you off mm-hmm. like that's just a fact you know what i mean like that that's we've seen fights we've seen fighters tap and the ref not see it and then that fighter win We've seen yeah. that before. We've literally seen that before. I think both fighters are to blame for this weirdness to an extent. Egger 
that arm, it, the armor was in. We, we can all agree on that. That yeah. armor was deep. Edgar should have verbally tapped. Like she, right. like I, no, I, I kind like, of, I don't believe that she didn't tap. I feel like she probably did because mm-hmm. it would just be very stupid to let go of a deep submission like that if you yeah, do not no, feel tapped. I believe it was in. I believe that it was over because if she didn't tap, Edgar would have argued a little bit. You know what I mean? She would have like said like no i didn't tap she she, she, she had she was, like no reaction to it she so wasn't saying like, anything so like when she was when she was had no reaction i knew like okay, she tapped but you know what in that situation i would have done the same i would have said yeah I would, I would have said the exact same thing as her you can't even you can't fault her for for not trying to keep herself alive in the fight like that's yeah what you're, you're, supposed you're to do. fighting for money it's i mean there, there's a certain amount of sportsmanship that's involved but at the end of the day it's a fucking job and if and if you can cut corners to get wins sure like you're not cheating yeah you're not that's, cheating like, that's just like it's not cheating. It's just like a the people you know, who are mad at Edgar are fucked, in my opinion. Like, well, how yeah. can you fall her for that? Like, it's she, like it's a little suspect, you know. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's dishonest, a little. It's, but yes, it's it, it, like it, it, it's it's against my morals in a way. But when this is your job and you're fighting for money, like this is like your life. You know what I mean? You know how much you train for this. If you ever, right, because you know if yeah. she ends up winning the fight, she gets. You know, he she gets her win money. That's huge. Exactly. If you if you have a chance to keep going after you quote unquote lose then why wouldn't you take that chance? Yeah. And in Bueno Silva's case, this is also where it's where it's a little different because an armbar and a choke are two very different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. A fighter cannot tap from a choke. We saw him with Michelle Watterson too recently where she tapped, wrapped, and see it. That was more blatant though. Yeah. It was like that it caught perfectly that was, on camera. Yeah. It was obvious, but that was a choke. So that was a little different. An armbar is different because – if you don't tap and you let the fighter go all the way, your arm, your arms will snap. It'll, it'll get snapped, which is a lot more serious. You know, you'll it's a lot more serious than uh, going unconscious because you can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Ex- well, yeah. It, 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 how funny it sounds, but it actually is. Yeah, you know I mean? I know. Like if you go unconscious, you'll wake up in like two minutes and you're fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> which is hilarious. Dog, imagine but... being out for two minutes, waking up yeah. with Herb Deed standing over you. <laughs> it's crazy though. Cause getting put to sleep from a submission is not, harmful is not nearly as harmful as people think it is it's really not that bad it happens pretty frequently it does and so, what ha- it's so much better than getting knocked out in a control oh yeah in like a controlled environment with doctors around and everything you're gonna be fine exactly like but, uh, what happens is all the blood gets is rushed to your brain yeah like you're it, it get you know what i mean turns and you're yeah, exactly like, you lose consciousness only if you're getting held in that same choke for like five minutes is it like Right. Yeah, we're getting off topic. We're getting yeah, off I was gonna topic. say we're we're talking about the in uh, the semantics of what yeah. happens. We're, we're, we're not the guys to talk to you about that. But this, just one more tr- thing, and then we'll move on. The fact that there was no video evidence of a tap and Tayoni's reaction to pull the judges, it was just it sets a weird precedent. I do know though, it does uh, set a weird precedent since they stopped the fight. Like once you stop a fight for review, it's over. You can't continue. Really? So it's so what either, they call it no contest. It was, yeah, it was either going to be civil one or no contest. So that's weird. Um, but anyway, um, actually, I have a few more. <laughs> I do unfortunately <laughs> have a few more no, things to ahead. say. Number one, Buenosov was pissed, at, like afterwards, visibly pissed. Yeah, she which, was like, like very upset. But it's like I don't know. Don't let go of the tap. Like I get it. Like no, but, okay, I think, but here, here's I think also part my, of it. She was just emotional because she really needed a win. Yeah, she, but also here's the thing: if it was that deep and that much of a uh problem for Edgar Edgar would have verbally tapped you know what I mean True. like it didn't it didn't get to that point you have to keep going until the ref and plus she like let go assuming like the ref saw it and like and in the, that refs, angle, the refs like, looking at, at yeah doing the same thing with his arms like what are you doing 
And all, yeah, so I, I was not very impressed with Bueno Silva after the fight with how she took it. Like, I mean, you, the thing, so, okay, like, I, I get think, it. No, I think how she took it was, I don't think it was, she was that upset about the whole, I think it was, if you listen to what she said, she was like talking about children and, and whatnot. Like, I think she was just very emotional because she won. I th- yeah, no, I'm not gonna try to translate from what it, from what, what I what I received it as that she teaches her children to like be honest and like oh, not do okay. what anger did. Right, That's okay. how I you took it. What? I could be oh, wrong. Okay. I could be wrong. Oh, maybe I took it wrong. I don't know. But listen, <laughs> we need to move on. We need to move on. Wait, no, one more thing. God damn. Okay, what? Thing that, this thing pissing off the most is that it came out afterwards. Herb Dean is fucking doing a cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> while they're while it's happening and, and like he was really, basically the one that was like and yeah he was and he was he, like, and he was one of the guys that said that he's out he's here recording he's recording a cameo to slimmy yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so, uh, yeah we can move on but i don't know that was that was weird man uh congrats on the win yeah weird card started off with that bullshit just very strange start Corey mckenna though looked very dominant gets the First ever women's Von Flu choke in the second round against Miranda Granger, who was subsequently cut from the UFC. But such a mismatch. Granger, I I, I could beat Granger. I'm I, actually like we, we joke about this, like me beating Chase Sherman. Like I legit think I could beat Granger. Yeah. Uh, I think like, give me a six-week training camp. I think I could get it done. Box up UFC does not condone violence against women. Um well, yeah, in like in in a in a in a <laughs> I know, comfortable I know. setting. <laughs> But uh and I said on the last pod that I was doubting her, blah, blah, blah. Right before the card, I was like, fuck this. She's going to win. I put my money on her. Thank God. This, w- this would have been a nice uh, under uh, play. Oh, would it have? Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Um, but she's dominant. Granger's gone. We'll see what's next. She's I will just every time I watch Corey McKenna, I'm like, she's fucking tiny. And like, she's so small. I don't think she has a high ceiling. I think this is. I think this was more Granger. Being, Granger looked terrible. She looked terrible. If UFC God. had a 105 division, I think McKenna would like the champ. Be the, be the champion. Yeah. I um, mean McKenna. I mean she. I mean she obviously has her strengths, but I mean is that Loki got a lot of finishes? But is that really going to work against like some of the high? I mean Granger. I mean. Well, she she wrestled this time. Her last fight against Elise Reed, she refused. It was Elise Reed, right? Yeah, it was. She refused to wrestle, and it was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, my whole thing is if, if you can stop the wrestling from a, from Corey McKenna, you, like she like with with that reach, shortest reach in the UFC, she yeah. won't be able to stand with many other fighters. My so. cat has a longer reach than Corey McKenna. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of doubting, I doubted we doubted uh, Brian Battle and oh, he shut us right up. What a I laughed, I laughed, I laughed out loud. Oh, it was sick. Like, dude, that you know, if we look back at Apex highlights, the knockouts are louder, right? This is one of the mm-hmm. most like one of the loudest knockouts in the Apex that I can remember. I laughed out loud when this happened because I have a flashback to us talking about him. And <laughs> we might like, oh my god, how wrong were we? Holy shit. He and the knockout aside, he looked like better than ever. He looked so much bigger than oh, he was huge compared to Sato. Yeah. Um, well, he went up a division. No, he went down. Oh, he did go down, right? Yeah, he's right. because that was a uh, middleweight tough. He he yeah. fought at welterweight here and he looks good. You know, I saw someone tweet about it. It's like you give a guy like Brian Battle, who is like not fighting full time working another job it's like you give him money to just train full time 
And it's like, he's going to make some improvements. That's very good. I think he showed some improvements. Um, That's something that we really should have looked at before. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about it that way. You could also say that about about Petrovsky too. You could say, yeah, I mean, mean, any of these like former tough winners or, or contender series winners, it's like, they're fringe UFC, but once they're in and they get those paychecks and they can, yep. you know, afford it a little bit more and you can train focus harder. on your training. Yeah. yeah. That's, I never even thought, I didn't think about that, but that's, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. So I shout mean, out to Brian Battle. He'll be Brian back. Brian Battle, three and oh in the UFC. He called out like, Ian Gary, didn't he? Or, and we called out Brian Barberina as well. And Ian Gary, which is funny. It, it just, our boy, our, our PPV specialist, Bridger, has them facing off next. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. I mean, that's a huge step up in competition, but like, I'm down to see what battle has. Yeah. I mean, he's three 0 in the UFC with two finishes. Not many people can say that. Uh, that's very true. Um, I will no longer doubt Brian Battle. So funny. I'm, uh, yeah. Should it, can Brian Battle be my two fifty against anyone in the UFC? Probably <laughs> <laughs> us, bro. So bad. Forty four seconds into round one, just blows Sato's face off. That was cool, cool knockout though. I appreciate it. Oh, that. it was he? No, Sato was out just um, on the kick. Speaking of cool knockouts, uh, rest in peace to Sam Alvey. Yeah, the, the, I saw this one coming. I mean, yeah, we all did. I, I took, uh, I put like two units on Oleg Shajic, uh in the first round. So. Good call. Took him less than two minutes to to knock that first. He, uh, he broke all his jaw. Oh, did he really? That first overhand left that he landed was great. That broke his jaw. That was the one. That dude, was the one. Yeah. That was a comical. That was like a cartoon punch, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this fight couldn't have gone more perfectly for the boxed up crew because not only is Sam Alvey out of the UFC, but Olin Jacek, who I think has a pretty high ceiling and good career ahead of him, got a pretty dominant win, and I th- th- like this is just what should have happened. First fight at 185 for Oleg Shajic. He looked really good. He looked really good. He's he's got fucking cinder blocks in his gloves, bro. Like mm-hmm. that dude hits hard. I, I I like his game. He gave Jacoby a, a, a good scrap a few months he's ago. All pre- he's all pressure too. Like if mm-hmm. you watch his last fights, I mean, you know, he was on his. I mean, I'm biased because I'm a fan of his, and I also bet on him. But he looked really good against Dustin Jacoby. He did. He gave Jacoby his best fight as of like his last seven opponents. Who's, and, Jacoby, and, who, who's Jacoby fighting next again? Is that Asian guy? Or no, that's who he just fought. But he got another unranked guy, right? Yeah, why can't it? It's kind of a good one, I think, if I remember correctly. Dustin Jacoby is going to fight. Drum roll, please. Khalil Roundtree. No way. Yeah. Right, I'm, dude, just I'm cool with that. I like that fight. I like that fight. Him fighting all these unranked guys is hilarious, dude. It's so funny. We'll be back like, on the prelim. Yeah. But yeah, no, props to Ole and Jacek. Did, did what he needed to do. He looked like this minus 600 favorite that he was. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Terrence McKinney, first round sub. Uh, got wobbled once, but there's really never a doubt. Standing rear never, naked, never a doubt. Yeah, neck crank, I guess. Um, um but yeah. I mean, he another one, he did what he needed to do. Um, he just had a kid, so congrats to him. Uh, 
I mean, T-Rex, man, I think him, so we've, it's, it's a weird, so yeah, performance was unbelievable. He did what I was expecting him to do. Um, people overlook his, I mean, he has two first round submissions now in the UFC, three and one, three finishes, one loss to Drew Dober, pretty good fucking loss. Lightweight's interesting, man, because you've got him, you've got Patty, um, you've got uh, Ian Gary, the, these three guys. Ian Gary's a welterweight. Is he? Yeah, you're right about that. But okay, um, <laughs> okay, listen. Still up and coming. Like, like but, all those guys are fun that you just Marlo get out of here. I was trying. Marlo's trying to uh, ruin our episode, but no, you, you mentioned all that. They're all fun. I love it, but it's like compare that to like the top fifteen lightweights, and it's like they don't hold a candle. How far do you think T Rex can go, though? My question. <laughs> When he wins, he wins so fast. It's, a, it's such a weird style because it's 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 quite literally killer be killed. Like it's one of those things, and comparing it to heavyweight is a terrible analogy, but it's the same way how um, you know Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa, like they've just beaten the right guys and they they shoot up the rankings, right? Like Tai Tuivasa was unranked when he fought Greg Hardy, and now he's number three in the world because you know. I I could see him doing a run like that, like sustained success. I don't know, but it could be one of those things where it's like, you know, he finishes like three, three top 10 guys in a row or something like that. And it's like, like, I I could see McKinney doing that. I could see Yeah. McKinney's a weird one too. Cause Patty, I mean, McKinney and Patty, it's a weird comparison because they're different fighters, but they could end up fighting each other. But Patty, he's fought three. um, He's fought two cans and leave it, you know? Yeah. And all finishes leave. It's like, uh, like mini trash bin. I no, I didn't know. He, he's he's like four and two in the UFC. Come on. He's like one of those those little bins you have in the bathroom where you, you shoot your, like the, it, you shoot the you go you, Kobe and shoot the yeah, paper you, in. You throw your your tissues in there and, sh- and your Q tips. <sighs> now we're still a Jordan Leave It podcast. Come on, were we ever? Yeah. Okay. All right. I gotta stop. We almost gave stop. we almost gave him the bump. Bro. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So, you, but but T Rex is different because he has three wins. Uh, by finish um and then a loss we've seen him lose unlike patty so i think that has kind of that makes me think that that almost makes me think of him higher as patty his trajectory and his ceiling is higher than patty in my opinion i don't know why i'm comparing these two it's i don't i don't know why i'm it's doing just this, because but... they're they're up and coming lightweights like yeah it's it's they're exciting like we we get hyped for when when they're i guess the point out. i'm trying to make i think t-rex has a pretty high ceiling honestly I yeah, really and it's like that. I think that loss to Drew Dober is going to age very well for him. Oh, I think it's. I, I don't even think it needed to age well. I think it, it, it already it was, was. Yeah, true. I think at the true. point he was a good. I mean, he was an underdog in that fight. Let's not forget that Drew Dober is like, he's not ranked, but he's but he was like, ranked. He's he was, probably he was, like number sixteen. He, he lost his ranking because he lost to Islam and Riddell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on. Ooh, maybe Terrence McKinney, Brad Riddell. I kind of want to give Riddell like an easy. You want him? Yeah, I know. Brad Riddell's in a tough spot right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, anyway, I'll, moving on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure McKinney will be back sooner. He fights a lot. Sergey Spivak. Listen, listen. Sergey Spivak is really good. He's really good, man. Wow. Yep. What did I say? What did I say? This is my most confident pick of the night. Um, I had I had the parlay of Spivak inside 
Um, I had Oleg Shajic inside, McKinney inside, and Hill inside. Oh, that's beautiful. It was a good hit. It was a good hit. What are the odds on that? I mean, a couple of them were minus money, so it was like plus 500-ish. That's still nice. I'm, I don't even want to look at my bets from last week. Luke <laughs> ruined a five-legger, and the under in the last fight ruined a four-legger. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to gas myself up too much, but I called this shit. Sakai is atrocious on the ground. Spivak is good. If he gets you on the ground, it's a problem. We looked at his losses last week, and they're good losses. I mean, he lost to fucking Aspinall. He's closing in the top five. Speedback is a guy that can make a living. I don't think he's going to be champ ever, but you look at guys like Volkov and Rosenstrike, who are ranked like six, seven, eight, wherever they are. Speedback can make a living in the top 10 for his whole career. You know what I mean? And, and, he, and he could do fine because he poses such a different threat than most other heavyweights with his ground game. His, his like trips that he was executing were great. Uh, he's won five of his last six. Um, he did lose to Walt Harris in 2019. Where's Walt? Bring back Walt. Um, yeah, but uh, Sakai is garbage. Sakai is done. He's lost four in a row. It's, it's such a weird career. He won five straight, lost four in a row, and now he's done. It's, and all are by finish, too. But, you know, I mean, but we P- saw him get killed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but P- people figured Sakai out, though. Um, he. Rosenstrike took him to the ground and just elbowed his face in. And then Rosenstrike and uh, Tuivasa just KO'd him. And then Spivak finished him. In heavyweight, you need to have some finishing power. Sakai won five straight. I don't think a lot of those were finishes. In heavyweight, you need to have some finishing ability. You know what I mean? Or else you leave yourself vulnerable because it only takes one. Two of those five were splits. The others were finishes. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, it's, I mean, it's I fine. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm like, this fight did not surprise me at all. Like, this is how I thought it'd go. Yeah, you read this Sakai, one perfectly. I don't think sure. Sakai was, is, was ever that good. I think Spivak has a higher ceiling than people think, and he has a different kind of style. And his style really, his strength really centered towards Sakai's weakness, which was on the ground. So, yeah, it was, and, and also good stoppage too. Like, Sakai wasn't completely done, yeah, but it, it was over. Give me Spivak and Chris Dacus. Sure. All right. Tough finales. Shout out to Charlie Gearing. For one. Well, he went- <laughs> for one. Shout out to Conway for the other. But Juliana Miller dominated Brogan Walker. Terrible fight IQ from Walker. Uh, she kept engaging in the one. clinch. Miller was stronger. Out grappled her. Took her down. Ground and pound. Some elbows from top. Uh, mm-hmm. from full, full she mouth, good. and she yeah. is the ultimate fighter moving on <laughs> yeah dude the amount of in the pregame show first off usc stop making the pregame shows 45 fucking minutes long holy shit like just make the just move it back like but, i get there were some no yeah like you just said i get some fights were canceled but yeah just move it back like the amount of times they mentioned though in that that uh pre-gate or pre-show like oh these fighters have beef like in the tough like they don't like each other like the amount of time they said that trying to like hype it up was so annoying i was like okay we fucking get it like they don't, they yeah. don't like each other they kept saying that did you notice that yeah they, just, they don't like each other i'm like okay cool bro after uh, some encounters on the 
close quarters. Yeah, of, they don't like each other. Season house, like, blah blah blah. Like cool. It's because uh, no she did. She did. Do I bet the their DMX. ratings were tough or atrocious this year. I mean, Charlie Gearing watched it apparently. <laughs> I mean, hey, that paid off, kind of. No, I I think I said this on Saturday, but like, shout out to Charlie. Um, but he he watches like one UFC event like every two months, but he watched yeah. every episode of Tough. I know that's so funny. That's that's but sick. It paid mode. off for this one fight because this was a pick him and he, and he got the right side of it. I put that money on Miller. I put my money with my I trust my boy. Yep. And she did do the DMX like yeah, that was lit. Thing. That was cool. I like that. I think yeah. I mean that was we'll awesome. See. We'll see. Maybe she's cool. Yeah, um, we'll see. heavyweights though. There are now two Usmans in the UFC. You this called was, this one. Yeah, I called this one. Yeah, Destiny. I mean, this, I mean. Plus two fifty? Are you fucking kidding me? It, Big it, knockout. I mean, it, he was he got fucking worked in the first round, but it only it doesn't one. matter. It, it's destiny. Like the other Usman was gonna win tough. Like that's that, that's what was gonna happen. That's yeah. what was gonna happen. And I think KO was like plus six hundred, which was absurd value in, in a heavyweight fight. But that left was perfectly timed. Put him out on the first shot. And that's a, a scary couple, motherfucker. And he, he put a couple nails in the coffin mm-hmm. too. Um, well, you know they didn't. They did not like each other. I don't even knew that. Yeah, there's like some other. beef. You know, they lived in that house for like six weeks together. It was... They didn't like each other. They did not like each other. But yeah, Usman. Um, I mean, bro, like, I don't think he's that good, but I don't think he's either. But I'm happy for him. But but in the heavyweight division, like, yeah, true, like, true. I don't know. True. Why not? Give me Muhammad. I mean, we've seen fucking so many shitty heavyweights. Like, give me, give me an Usman brother. Give me some other aspect of the fight. And he has yeah. a good story. Like, he lost Bro, a child. looking at heavyweights, like, guy, I have an awesome, or 14. Like, Shamil's 14. Like, I think Usman could be long. guys. Like, Almeida is about to be a ranked heavyweight. That's yeah. the move. Almeida's strong enough as a 205-er to move up and still hang with the heavyweights. That dude's going to be, like, top 10 Double champ. Long. <laughs> Double champ, Halton Almeida, possibly. Yeah. Uh, but shout to Usman, great knockout, great story on him. Two Usman brothers in the UFC. Yep. Hands of Steel, Jeff Neal. I was wrong. So, is this okay? First of all, Jeff Neal probably looked as good as he ever has. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, Luke looked the worst that he has, ever has. But that's not. But it was one like. It was 1-1 going into the third. The finishing sequence was one of the more violent things I've seen in the UFC. The seven straight uppercuts? Dude, like... I overlooked Neil. 100%. Yeah, we both did. A lot of people did. I mean, I don't know what... I, I mean, I remember initially feeling like I liked Jeff Neal a lot. But I, I didn't think he was going to win. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, I changed your mind on Luke and Spivak, and I was wrong about one of them. Luke, here's the thing. Well, number one, apparently he's bad against Southpaws. I, I did not know How that. How the fuck are you supposed to know that? Apparently that was like a thing to know. Whatever. We are not that deep into it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Neil's a weird situation because he came out in the UFC, went 5-0, and 6-0, all finish or most finishes, knocked out Blah Muhammad. Uh, or no, he beat him. He didn't, he didn't knock him out. He finished. He beat him pretty badly. Future, future uh, title fight. Bilal versus Jeff Neal rematch. But not uh, Muhammad versus Neal too. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, he wins. Whenever he oh, comes out on a tear, 
His first big test, Wonder Boy loses decision. Second big test, Magni loses decision. Doesn't look great in either of those fights. And then he beats the Pond Man in like a good scrap, but he didn't get the finish. We were there. I was pretty buckled, so I don't remember too many moments in it. Um, and then he comes man. out, and he comes out and beats Luke. Finished him out of nowhere. Like I, I think, I think those last like, like he's been under the radar for like the last two years. People kind of forgot what he has in the bag. He has a lot of finishing. His hands power. of steel. His hands of steel. Yeah. And on the other side, Luke. We might be seeing the downfall of Luke. His head movement was non-existent. And again, maybe he's just bad against southpaws. But I thought round one was a 10-8 for Neil. You know, wobbled him, knocked him down, wobbled him a couple times. A lot of damage. Thought it was a 10-8 for Neil. Thought Luke came back very strong in the second. And it's like, okay, this is Vicente Luque. He's He made it a fight at least. You know what I mean? Like, you can at least yeah. count on him for that. But in the end, it was just too much. And now Jeff Neal's number eight at 170. Luque is a, a really tough case of, of he has the fact he could have easily have gotten a title shot by now. We, and when he would have beat his, Bilal, he, like he would have been probably next after Liam. Yeah, but even before that, he won like how many in a row and then lost to Edwards. Won how many in a row and then lost to Bilal. Did he, did he lose to Usman? No, he he before Bilal, he lost to Edwards oh. and someone else really good. No, I think it was Wonder Boy. It was Wonder Boy. Yeah, he lost. He won a bunch in a row. Lost to Edwards. Won a bunch in a row. Yep. Lost to Wonder Boy. He strung together like two really long winning streaks and just couldn't. It's like Blades couldn't get that signature win to get him to the title shot that's why in certain situations like like Tuivasa beating Lewis like those kind of fights that skyrocket you and he just couldn't quite get it and it's unfortunate because we see it all the time where like with Tony Ferguson man like and if you fight a certain way and you take a lot of damage throughout the years at some point you're done man at some point you're done that's the sport that we love and it's it's the harsh reality of it uh, but then and I don't but, know, and I don't know where you go with Luke. For Neil, you give him another top ten guy, and see see what happens. I saw people on Twitter saying uh, Jeff Neil versus Shavkat, uh, and I was like, man, that's real tough to have him get the best win of his career and then have to face Shavkat. <laughs> yeah, wait, say, oh yeah, I, I don't think that should be the next for Neil. We'll see, we'll see. But you know, like we were just saying, the harsh reality of how a career has its ups and downs in, in MMA, and it usually ends on the down part. Tiago Santos lost again. Also, Luke has one of the best highlight tapes in all of the MMA. Yeah, that's, yeah undeni- that's undeniable. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I wouldn't say this fight went exactly as I thought it would, but the result is what I expected. Jamal Hill passed every test. Um, he faced some, some grappling. I mean, his defense was a lot better than I expected it to be. Same. Um, better than it was against Paul Craig. He did, he worked on it. Like the, he definitely saw that. The gas tank was he was definitely running on fumes there at the gas end. tank was a little questionable. Yes, but I mean Santos, his gas tank was in question too. And it's like Jamal Hill just there. This was a very violent fight. There were moments mm-hmm. where they were just throwing haymakers at each other, and it, it was a good one. I it you know just it couldn't go under two and a half. Yeah, it couldn't. Um, but Tiago Santos, I would say. It was it was a better performance. Um, I, I liked sure. what I saw from him compared to some of his past fights. Hundred percent. It was much more entertaining. Don't know what's gonna what what the move is with him. He definitely should not headline a main event unless no. he you know gets three wins in a row or something. Give him but, some like ten to fifteen rank guy. Give him like yeah. 
like he's got to understand that title shots out of the question. It's a tough pill to swallow, but he he's done. He's passed his time. He's gotten some brutal draws. His oh yeah, last... I mean he's finding the best of the best. Yeah, you know he's except for, except for Johnny Walker. He's yeah, he's been well regarded as one of the better two hundred fivers. I mean, you fall for a belt, etc. Facing top five talent, <coughs> but excuse me. The dab bed. <laughs> the, <dab end. laughs> the blue dream cart has me in a box. It's Friday, baby. Um, give give Santos like Ryan Span or something. I don't know. Sure. Jimmy Crew. Something like that. I want to talk about sweet dreams though. Okay. All right. He's he's really talking like he he wants that shit. And what what do you want to do? So Geary and Glover are rematching. That's not official yet, but it's looking like they're going to headline the yeah. the December pay-per-view. We have Polish Power, Ankalaev, and Jamal Hill. It's a really weird spot for the division right now. I have a very easy solution. Yuri, Let me Glo- Let me Yuri, Yuri and Glover fight. Jan faces the world. Of Come course, on. I knew you were going to say that shit. Come on I knew now. Say that shit. I, don't, I don't agree necessarily. Listen, if... Glover beats year. Okay, what if Glover beats year? Are they gonna do a trilogy? That'd be some that that fuck. Here's the problem. Okay, I don't think there should be. Okay, number one, I think Yuri's gonna smash Glover. I, I how yes. could you say that? I have a feeling. Okay, fair. I think we're. I think and we're gonna get Yuri at good odds too because Glover won most of the last fight. I'm a hammer Yuri. Uh, okay. I think you're. I think Yuri's gonna smash Glover. Um, Glover's gonna retire. Here's my problem. I don't think they should be doing a rematch. I really don't. Why? Why? For what? Because that was the best fight of the year. Like, it was, but that doesn't mean you need to do a rematch. Like I it, think, no, seriously, that fight was as close as it gets. It almost went the complete distance. It was a last well, why can't we leave, why, why can't we just leave it like that? Be like, that was Glover, awesome. Glover's pedigree. But says Glover, that, that was he, his first defense. I, but this, okay, you give Glover another title. Okay, shot, this might be his last fight ever, no matter what, if he wins or loses. It probably is, but here's the problem. That, that, okay, if he wins and retires, that's a whole other set of problems. But here's the here's the part that's frustrating for me. Power. Here's the frustrating part for me. I get it for Figgy and Moreno to do, like, 500 fights, like, whatever. But in light heavyweight right now, there's so many, like, there's a legit line of there, there's literally there's, three there's three there's three deserving there's three deserving guys who should get title shots right now and they're wasting time with a rematch like it was it was decided Yuri won he I don't won think, the fight I no I don't agree I don't I know think, man I think I think, it, I, think, I think that fight warranted a, a part two absolutely that was again best fight listen in the listen year. I'm all here for it I'm all here for it like I'm I'm gonna love so, it so but, so but why it, are you it, so it, who do you I, want to get that shot like what would you do here. Okay. Okay. So, are you asking me what I would do if they didn't give them the no, rematch? No. Okay. Or? Okay. Well, they're gonna rematch. What would okay, you? What so, would you do? Like. Okay. With this. Rematch? Um. It's really tough because I think it's really tough because you have three guys. If there was a fourth guy in there, you could do a tournament style thing. But there's three guys. See. Okay. Let's look. Okay. Who is the best case to? get a title shot i know you think it's yawn here's my thinking 
Glover and Jan are in the twilight of their careers, while Jamal Hill and Ankaliyev and Yuri are all they still have a in lot of time. They still have a lot of time left. I say you give Jan the winner because again, that might be one of his last fights. He's getting up there. Ankaliyev and Hall fight each other for the next title fight. And the rankings will uh, back that sure. up. Like, you know what sure. I mean? Like Jamal Hill. I think he needs one more win before I can give him a shot. And he, I don't think is, he, I don't think I don't think he does. But in this situation, sure. Like he has to beat one of Ankalaev or or Polish Power, and it's like at this point, I, so, you know I don't. You could don't give hate, it to you could give it to Ankalaev, and I wouldn't be mad. I, I don't I don't hate that at all because I think it's wasting because I think Jan's like about done too, so I, I don't hate that. But the to play devil's advocate. I don't think Jan has really done enough to really warrant like an immediate rematch. You know what I mean? Because Jamal, you, you saw oh, the of Jamal Hill, and like he, he was right. He, 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 he was right. Was I mean, Jamal beats a, a Reyes coming off a loss to win the belt, and then he, he, he defends, defends against, against Izzy. Izzy, which looks which looks good on paper, but, but I mean, he weighed twenty more pounds than him, and just laid on it for two rounds which he got the win i'm not going to fault him for that and then he gets choked out by glover and then wins off an injury from the other from ratchet so who knows how that how that would have gone no i i we'll see what happens good thing we don't have to make these decisions but good win jamal hill jamal hill's got to face one of jan or uncle one of those dudes um but anyway let's get into this ufc san diego let's do it there's a couple of fights on here we don't have to go We've already talked about a couple of these. Um, and then there's a couple that I really don't know much about. Uh, Yusuf Zawal. I'm, I'm a quick plug. UFC Gambling Addicts on YouTube. They put out a little preview each week. And um, UFC now, Gambling Addicts? <laughs> I, know, I know, it's right up our alley. And they gave me a few. It's good to listen to if you don't know much about a fighter, I will say. They gave you some quick little bullet points. It's like 20 minutes, the whole thing. So I just want to sh- shout out. All right. Yusuf Zalal versus Demond Blackshear. This one's okay. really close on odds. Oh, yeah. Pull the odds real quick. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't have an opinion on this fight. That's, I like, like Zalal. Just give me. I like Zalal. Because this sounds like Bilal. <laughs> yep. No, I like Zalal. It's, I it's, think... pre- it's pretty much a pick em. It's, yeah, Zalal minus 130. Demond Blackshear plus 110. Like, this is going to be the best fire that Blackshear's probably ever faced. And, you know, Zalal's come, he's, he's three losses in a row, but they're not there to Teporia, Sungwoo Choi, and Sean Woodson. Sean Woodson fights next week. I'm excited to talk about him. But, like, those are, those are like decent L's to take. Yeah, it's like, not those are, that's a good competition. Um, anyway, moving on. We don't have to go too, too deep. Jason Witt and Quinlan, we talked about last week. Um, okay. Um, actually I actually have an opinion on this one. Okay. Uh, I think Quinn's going to knock him out. Okay. Um, I agree. I, th- I don't think Witt has a chin. Um, <laughs> the odds, by the way, are Witt plus three, 235, Quinlan minus 280. I mean, Witt has the grappling, but Quinlan's undefeated coming off the contender series. He's got knockout power. I mean, Witt, Witt's reach really hurts him sometimes. And we saw that his last fight against Rowe. Um, I'm, I'm just predicting a Quinlan knockout. I have money on it too. I mean, Jason Witt is also known as the vanilla gorilla who 
he shares a nickname with Chase Sherman. Is that he, he? He's the worst vanilla gorilla. Okay. Wow. What a wow. In in the boxed up vanilla gorilla rankings, Jason Witt ranks in at number two. <laughs> um, guess who's back though? Who's back? Ode. 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 Ode's back. Ode. 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 So I have a big parlay with Ode in it at minus two fifty. He is now minus three twenty five. Yeah, I got him in a lay at minus two something as well. And Nam is plus two seventy. Now, hear hear me out. So Ode is on the come up. He's in his prime. He's looked really good recently. Um, Tyson Nam is a thirty nine year old flyweight. Age does that's something to think about when talking about flyweights. Flyweights all about is all about speed and agility. And being 39, I don't think that's ideal for someone like Ode, who's fast and has knockout power. So, Ode knockout. Ode, and I baby. think, and I, and, I, and I think he should get the bump. I think we should do two bumps this week. Okay. I think Ode, I, think I have two in mind. Ode and I think the person you both know who it is. Yeah. We'll get to that. So, yeah, definitely excited. Do you agree with that, though? Yes. Definitely excited to see Ode. That's the boy. Uh, next up, we have Gabriel Benitez versus Charlie Ontiveros. Benitez knockout. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ontiveros I, I think is 11 Benitez, and 8. So, Ontiveros plus 275, Nia's minus 330. Interesting on DraftKings, they don't have a under option or winning method option on this fight. That's I don't know. That's strange. Yeah. Um, it's the only fight that has that, that problem. But, yeah, I agree. I think ben, Benavidez should take care of business pretty, pretty fucking easily. I don't think Ontiveros is good at all. Yeah, Benitez um, is a, a veteran. He's been in the UFC since 2014. Didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, he's been around uh, a lot. Big Mouth also took care of Ontiveros um, in 2020. Just threw him on his head, and it was over. Um, but, yeah, I don't think this should be much of a uh, – I mean, we'll see. Yeah, UFC I mean, you never know. It's like but... I expect Benitez to probably roll. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we have ranked uh, 125ers, baby. Nina Nunez, Cynthia Calvillo. This fight was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. Got moved to here. We already talked about it. We're going to take Nunez. Calvillo, oh, no. I, I have changed my what? mind. What? Oh. <laughs> this, along with Lipsky and the other, or Conchilla or whatever, I have very conflicting opinions about. So we've got Calvillo, minus 195, Nunez, plus 165. I think that's a big line. I think I'll probably take Nunez, but Nunez has gone submitted before, and that's Kavia's bread and butter when she wins. You know what I mean? I think there, there's a path to victory for Kavia. When Kavia loses, she usually gets knocked out. I think she's gotten knocked out like three times in a row, something like that. She's had increasingly uh, violent uh, knockouts. She she so, got she lost the decision to Chukagan. And then Andrade took care of her in round one. And then Andrea Lee beat her to a pulp, and she didn't come out for the second round. I don't remember that fight, Andrea Lee. Fight. Oh, she Andrea, Andrea Lee was on fire that night. It was, it See, was that's, that worries me. But then again, I don't think Nina, Nina Nunes is good at all. I don't think she's good. Bro, I'm just saying, plus 165, I'll take Nunes. Her wife is Amanda Nunes. Did you know that? They have a child. I didn't. I have a fun fact for you. When Nunez lost to Mackenzie Dern, Mackenzie Dern was plus money. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I just think the submission is – I mean, let me check real quick. I don't, I don't have – okay, so 
Cavio submission plus 350. Not not as much value as I think it should be. It's just, I mean, okay. So at, at this point, I think it's smart to just take the underdog just because I think they're both kind of not great. It, yeah. But you know what I mean, though? Nina Nunez is strong. Oh, no. Do I, would, would I lay money if she was the favorite? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. They're, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. So um, we, we, we can move on, but I'm a little conflicted because I think if this is a pick em, I wouldn't play it, but I'll probably go Nunez just because I think, I mean, the. Uh, well, added value there. The 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 plus money women's MMA is is value. It's always value. Um. Okay. Heavyweights next. This one's interesting. So Lukash Brezhki is fighting. He's a contender series winner, but he tested positive for some sort of steroid. Had its service suspension. He's back. Taking on Martin Boudet, who last fought against our boy Chris Barnett. Had that weird fight where it was. Oh yeah, that's okay. It was stopped due to like strikes to the back of the head, and but he was declared the winner. So they weighed in today. I think Boudet weighed in at two sixty six. Breshki was like in the two twenties. Yeah, so I think Boudet is gonna make quick work of this guy. I mean, he's minus two eighty five. Lucas plus two forty. Boudet looked pretty good against Barnett. He did. Breshki is the Polish power though. Can't sleep, dude. That's a huge weight discrepancy. Oh, it's gigantic. I don't understand why, like, in heavyweight, that I I only will back the guy who weighs that much less if he's like Almeida and like can just take you down and submit you. Let's see. Maybe this goes, you know, maybe late in the second round, the weight difference, like Boudet starts slowing down, you know, and Breschke has a little bit more gas in his tank. Maybe that's maybe you can look at it at that angle, you know. I'm not betting on Lucas though. I'm not. I See, might sprinkle. Not, I might. There's there's not pick them. There's not many. There's not any pick on this card. So the question is, like, unless you're doing parlays, who are you gonna? Who are the dogs? Like, like, like who are the dogs you're backing? And as of now, maybe Nunez, but besides that, no one. Oh, so far. Yeah, so far. Okay. Breshki, I would. I think about a sprinkle. Just, I mean, I'm. I bet it, I'm it's it, it's heavyweights. It, it's heavies. Yeah. It's heavies. Who knows? Same thing, but... It's women's flyweight and it's heavyweights, and it's like flip a damn coin sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. It only takes one, but that that's pretty alarming. It's gonna look alarming in the first round. Absolutely. Um, guess who else is back? We said O'Day's back. Guess who else? Loopy is back. Loopy is back. Box that's up my other box up bump. Loopy Godinez is back, coming off a dominant performance against Ariana Carnelosi. Um, that was uh the fourth fight for her in six months she had that that run where she beat silvana gomez warmez warhez by armbar lost to lana carolina moving up weight a week later still put on you know a good enough performance went the distance that split decision loss in april of 2021 against jessica penny is looking very weird as i uh look at her record but yeah She's back. She's facing Angela Hill. Angie Hill is also back. We, I feel like Angie Hill's top five most talked about fighters on Box Up UFC. Just yeah. based off of just how she, often because she fights. fights everybody. So yeah, Angie's plus two seventy, Loopy minus two thirty, minus three three twenty five. I mean, it's pretty similar for me. Loopy is really good on the ground, and Angie isn't. And that's really all I have to say. Loopy, Loopy's gonna put dominant. that. Loopy's gonna put that fucking pressure on her and. Maybe we maybe we see a loopy finish. Maybe we get a little. Uh, yeah, I, I would be down pound. for that. I would be down for that. 
but I think I think Luby's gonna, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna go to the scorecards. Angie's a tough motherfucker. Under two and a half plus three hundred. Ooh, 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 three hundred. You know that might be a principle. Every time we see an under plus three hundred, we might have to take it. I'm bro. doing it right now. I think we got to take that. Come on, I'm putting, fi- I'm putting fifteen on it. That that's a that's a principle box it's up in. principle. If you see an it's under in. two and a half at plus three hundred or greater, you have to take it automatically. Yep. It's in. Loopy could get the finish for sure. Um, I'll just say this right now. Unfortunately, Alexa Grasso is no longer fighting on this card. The the Loopy and Grasso parlay would have been immaculate, but uh, we'll save that for October. instead. We got Lupe Ode. I think Loopy and Ode should be the bumps. Yes, I, I'm, I'm. But like, it only hits if they both win. Yeah, it's it's a parlay. It's a parlay bump. It's a parlay bump. <laughs> All right, yep. main card. GM three Gerald Mearshart stepping in against Bruno Blindado Silva. Do we see GM three winning this realistically in any any capacity? I think there is a world where he wins. Guess the back somehow. I don't, I don't think we live in this in that world. Let's be honest. If GM three had a knife in it with him in the octagon, I still think he'd lose. He'd still be an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bruno is going to knock him out pretty quick. I'll be honest, Bruno. And I am so high on Bruno after watching Bahada as of recently. Yeah. It's like he, he didn't win a round against Bahada, but it's like, but he, he was competitive. Moments. He was yeah, he was more competitive than Sean Strickland was. And and that was the most violent finish we saw in person at UFC 269. Oh, yeah, dude, talk about having, out. having cinder blocks in your, in your club. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. And, after a while, and Gerald on the feet is atrocious. So, yeah, I think Bruno – even if it goes to the ground, bro, Bruno could land ground and pound. Like, oh, it's yeah. not – like yeah. Bruno is minus 280. Gerald is plus 235. Yeah, I got Bruno. Let's just be real. Gerald was losing to Dustin Stoltzfus before getting a third round sub. Yes, just throwing that bro. out there. Yes. Um, all right. A fight from last week that got moved. Ariane Lipsky and Priscilla Kosheria. Kosheria. I still don't know how to say her name. I, we were kind of big on Priscilla last Very week. Very conflicted again for but me. But now it's like we, we reviewed the tape a little bit and we kind of like Lipsky. For, okay. Uh, here's the thing. So I'm very conflicted. Reasons. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk, and then after I'm done talking, I'll have my mind decided. Okay. So, Kachina's plus 170, Lipsky minus 200. Lipsky has some subs on her record, and Kachina has gotten subbed a few times. That's something to think about. Okay, all right. Lipsky has gotten knocked out by De La Rosa and, and Tionia Shevchenko. Kachina has... minus 200? And Kachonia, or Kach... Kachera, there's an R in <laughs> Kachera has two knockout wins in the UFC that happened like the last few years. I mean, I don't see enough in Lipsky for her to be minus 200. I don't I think don't. I do either, bro. I don't, bro. I mean, I, I see it. I absolutely see her for sure. Priscilla by knockout is plus 550. And that is too good for me not to bet on. She got ground and pounded by Antonina Shevchenko and Montana De La Rosa. Like, yeah. Bro, yeah. Priscilla has two knockouts on her record. Like, they didn't, and that was not that long ago. Look it up. It happened recently. And, and Lipsy isn't like some like submission, like God, you know, like she has some, but she's no I mean, Priscilla is not that great, but she takes damage well. And 
has power. So, and again, I think your mind's been made up. Lipsky got knocked out by Antonia Shevchenko and De La Rosa. Give me Priscilla. Give me Priscilla. Give me Priscilla. I know. I'm locking in the knockout plus 550. All right. I mean, am I crazy though? She has two knockouts, like as of recently. And when we talked about it last week, it's like she lost to the fucking Antonina Shevchenko and Montana De La Rosa are both not good. And, and, she, and, and, and she got knocked out by them. Finished. Yeah. These women's fights, man, they put they talk about boxed up. That's, <laughs> that's what the women's MMA does. It really puts yeah. you in the box. In, during this podcast, I've made two bets the under in the loopy Angela fight and Priscilla by knockout. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. All right, 205s. Uh, Azamat Mirzakhanov and Devin Clark. Interesting matchup. So Mirzakhanov was facing Tafan and Shukwi, who we last saw get knocked out in under a minute by Carlos Olberg. Yep. And Shukwi was cruising to a victory until Azamat hit a crazy flying knee and knocked him out in the third. It's like low key, one of the better knockouts of the year. That is go flies way under the radar for gonna mm-hmm. keep it real. I think you're the only person watching that. Dude, I swear I'm the only one that remembers that happening because it was sick. Because I, I, I remember a, you texting me like going crazy, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was the first, you know, you know, uh, going full circle, it was on the Ankalai of Santos card. So it was the last time uh, we saw our boy Tiago wow, lose the main event. Okay. This okay. was the first prelim, and I had money on, on Razakhanov, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude stinks. Then he came out of nowhere and hit that flying knee, and I was I was vindicated. But he's taking on Devin Clark, who just went up to heavyweight and beat William Knight. And he's um, been around. He's been around. I kind of like him here as a dog, just based off of how poor Azamat was looking. Um, but on the other hand, it's like if Azamat, like if he uses his speed and his striking early on and Clark's chin doesn't hold up, it might be over pretty fast. But yeah, Ozzymat, Clark's chin looked okay against William Knight. So um, Ozzymat minus 150, Devin Clark plus 130. Yeah, I agree. Devin Clark's chin did look good. I think it's the take the dog scenario. I'd really do. I think so too. I like Devin Clark in this spot. He looked a lot better in his last. Yeah, fight. he I mean William Knight, like say what you want about him, but like he's has wins in the UFC and Devin Clark took care of him. He finished him. So yeah, I'm with you on Devin Clark. Uh, Devin Clark's weakness is usually the submission, which I don't think Azmat really has in his bag. Could be wrong. I probably don't jinxed know it there. Much about him. I probably just jinxed it, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Azmat by submission plus a hundred. So yeah, they're not expecting that. We did remember a hey, throwback to when we had William Knight submission plus two thousand, and he almost had it. That was hilarious. So close, bro. It was so close. He just had to fucking pull guard, and it was over. That would have been an all timer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going Devin Clark. Just I like the value play, and I think he looked good last fight. His last fight. I want to root for Devin Clark. I, also, I, I do too. He, I he's likable. Um, okay, random strawweight fight. Yasmin Haragi Horaguay via Mexico is taking on Yasmin Lucindo from Brazil. Give me Yasmin. Uh, I might do a Viva Mexico parlay with Yasmin, Lupi, and Benitez, and just and 
they're in San Diego. I'm expecting like a, a pretty pro Mexican crowd. Uh, you would you would imagine. So I, I would like Close to see the border. that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I would I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I mean, whenever they're sure. in, they're in Cali, I don't or know Texas. if these three fighters would flock that money. I mean, bro, they come out, you know, with the Mexican flag or whatever. Then yeah, for Moreno like, for a title fight. <laughs> bro, no, we're in San Diego, baby. This is, I mean, give me Yasmin. I'm she not seems violent. She seems violent. I, I, hope, I have zero I hope she, opinion. I hope she makes hope a statement good. and you will remember the name. I hope it's good. I have zero take. You will remember the name. That's my Bilal Muhammad reference for the episode. Remember the um, decision. <laughs> all right, Comain. David Anima is back, taking on Nate Landwehr. Landwehr plus 285, Obama th- minus 345. <laughs> Give me Landwehr, bro. I'm really? on Landwehr. I'm on Landwehr. I already am. Really? Yeah. I- I'm on Obama. I like him. Listen, bro. Obama came out against Armfield that last time, and he was not looking. I mean, he finished him in the second round, but it's like very slow start. Landwehr's, you can't deny Landwehr's resume. He's a former M1 champion. So was Bruno Silva, two former M1 champions on this card. And he beat Ludovic. He finished Ludovic Klein. I, we, we know how I feel about Ludovic Klein. <laughs> That's something. That's I mean, something. He, he, took in, he took a flying knee from Julian Rosa, but we know that that'll happen. He fights uh, in September. Julian Rosa does. But, Obama uh, might be a little overlooked. In all, just in general, just in general, but I think he has the job done here. I, I, I'm high on him. I see a knockout coming. I will very gladly put plus 300 money on Nate Langer in this spot. Again, he very well could eat a Obama, Obama bomb early and get his lights put out. But if, if his chin's holding up and he's going to make it a fight, it's going to be tough. And this yeah. was a fight that was supposed to happen in Columbus, by the way, and I didn't get to see it. So this really? card, yeah, this card has like half the fights on this card are rescheduled from previous dates. <laughs> it's because the last the week ago, the fucking every fight got canceled. yeah. There are two last week, couple from the week before, but anyway, let's get on to this main event. Bantamweights, my favorite division, five rounds. Marlon Cheeto Vera and Dom Cruz. We just saw Marlon Vera. Uh, Disgrace Almost Rob Font. Rob Font. Yeah. Um, and Dom Cruz, you and I saw in person win against Pedro Munoz. What are your thoughts on this fight? And let me know. Let me see where your head's at. I'll give you my opinion after. Marlon Vera minus 215. Dominic Cruz plus 185. Here's my thing. I got Cruz at plus 200. I, I got Cruz at plus 195. I like Marlon Vera a lot. I'm a big Cheeto Cheeto, Cheeto Vera. Cheeto's He's fucking sick. great. It's Cheeto time. He knocked out Sugar Sean. He almost killed Rob Font. He's look, he looked so good recently. I think there might be two things. There might be a little recency bias going on. And there might be a lot of Dom Cruz doubters out there. I think I don't think Dom Cruz should be a plus two hundred favorite or dog against anyone in the division. Frankly, I don't think he's washed. He's thirty seven, but he's coming off wins against um, <laughs> Casey Kenny, which say what you want about that, it's still a win. And fucking um, uh, who we saw him, Pedro Munoz. Yeah. 
give me the value. Give me the value. I think Cruz is getting overlooked here. He has more experience than Marlon Vera in terms of longevity, even though even though Vera has 10 more UFC fights, which is a weird stat because Cruz is fighting a WEC, which is pretty much the same fucking thing. Right. It was bought by – it was, like, acquired by the UFC. Yeah. Cruz has been in these five-round fights more, even though I don't think that's too big of a deal because Vera looked fine in five rounds. Yeah, he looked, fine. he looked fine. Fine. I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't see Cruz taking the damage that Vera usually puts on people. I really don't. I, Cruz he's, is one he, of the better defensive fighters. He's. I he, mean, he might be the best. Ever. I, I mean, yeah. Like I was gonna say, like at least at bantamweight, you know. Yes. I'm. Like, I'm I think. I, I. I think Cruz will win this fight. That's my prediction. Odds aside. Odds aside. I think Cruz is gonna win this fight. Here's how I see this fight playing out by decision. It's going to be one of those things where Cruz picks up, like, the first two rounds. Like, bef- like you blink, and Cruz will be up to nothing. Yeah. It'll, it'll, you know, like. Vera, Vera starts slow, too. Vera is going to start a little bit slow. Cruz is very hard to figure out, first of all. Yep. And he's just going to point Vera, and it's going to be like, okay, like, he just needs to win another round, and the fight is his. Like what? Give me uh, what are some odds on uh, the total here? What do we got? I'm not betting on it. But oh, I know. I just want to know. It um, uh, it's value. The under is four and a half plus one forty five. See, like, there's definitely value, but I don't see it. I don't. Way. I don't see Cruz finishing Vera. Period. No, I don't either. But I don't. I I, I, see, I, I, can I see might getting could, a finish. I might but, see Cheeto finishing him in like the late rounds. Yeah, I could see that. That seems to be the, the consensus. You, I, I got Dom Cruz at plus two hundred, bro. I, I, I had to pinch myself. Like I'm like, <laughs> like I, I get it. I just thought that this line should be way closer to even than than it is. I agree. No, that's what I'm saying. I think there's recency bias because of how dominant Vera looked against Rob Font. People also need to understand that Font outstruck him by a lot, and Vera won because of three knockdowns, which are a lot harder to come by with Cruz. You know what I mean? Um, I get what you mean. Cruz at this number is just, yeah, you pinch yourself. Even, like, against Munoz, like, Munoz knocked him down in the first yeah, round. Yeah, he did. Since that point, that point on, though, like that fight was Don Cruz's. Like, yeah. We're, we're going we're to be on the Porsche one day drinking beers, talking about the day we got Cruz at plus 200. Yeah. It's like we're also wrong a lot. And I could, you know, we might come back here next week with Bridger for the pay per view and uh, yeah. just be like, damn, we're Cheeto just obliterated Dominic Cruz. I would be pretty surprised if Cheeto like took care of him easily, though. That, I would, that, be would be, uh, that might get him a title shot if he does that. Yeah, oh, for sure. I think this is for a title shot, damn near. If if Marab, if neither, I mean, Marab and Aljo is probably for it, but the winner of this is right there. Damn, bro. You know what? This is what we're going to get. We're going to get Dom Cruz at plus 200 this week, and we're going to get Jose Aldo at plus 100 next week, and it's going to be like, wow. What, what is I this? love Josie at that number a little too much. There's a next week's pay per view. This is a little off topic, but next week's pay per view, not the strongest. It, it's like a Mount Rushmore. Means. There's four really good fights and a bunch of 
shitty weird yeah. thing like going fucking on. harry hunsucker is on the <laughs> it's like a fucking harry po- like harry potter name bro like harry hunsucker it's like, yeah, it's like he, he, he's in fucking hufflepuff or some shit <laughs> it's fucking professor of hogwarts oh but yeah give me dom cruise plus 200 i love it i I love it. I mean, that's all I got to say. It's rare that I see. It's like, kind of scary how much we love this. Like, this yeah. could completely backfire. But, yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm on. I'm a Cheeto guy, too. I, I like Cheeto, Vera. If he wins, sure. Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, definitely. Uh, yeah, real quick. Loopy and Ode is a boxed up bump. Yes, officially. That makes sense. Yes. It's a two-fight bump. Uh, retroactively giving Brian Battle the Jake Matthews most improved award. Oh, I like that. I like th- I like this award. Um, and oh, the oh, the under parlay. Actually, no, we'll we'll just we'll just release it after the show, yeah. and then we don't have to, we don't have to tweet it. But I just want to like, it's a, it's gonna be a weekly thing. It's gonna hit one of these days. The under parlay is four legs this week. Let me find it. It is Ode and Nam. Okay. Uh, under two and a half minus one twenty five. Um. Oh, not Obama and Landwehr under one and a half plus one twenty-five. That's the risky one. Silva and, and Gerald under one and a half minus two twenty minus one twenty-five, and then the under two and a half in the Clark as Matt fight. Okay. So we got two under one and a half there. So it's a little risky, but no, you got to take risks. Scared money be, does not it, make money. It'd be a great payout though. Um, Love it. Before I go, let's just throw some funny notes in there. Frankie Edgar is making his comedy stand-up comedy debut <laughs> on UFC Fight Pass, which is pretty funny. I don't know. Yo. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's a like I want to I want to watch it. Um, Chris Curtis is ranked number fifteen despite losing his last fight, which is whatever. Um, Uriah Hall retired. You're that's right. why he you're got retired. Ranked. That's why he got ranked because you're right. Hall retired. No. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Hall. Let's retired. just, let's just end it on that. Like, yeah, you're right. Hall retired. You're right. Hall retired before his last fight and then fought one more time. And then enough. did he actually, he, he looked like he did. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, and Alan Patrick got dropped. Oh, oh wait. Man. Okay. 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 Wait, one more uh, thing. I want to hear a Slimmy rant. Before we end the show, uh, I'm gonna get your blood boiled real quick with two things. Um, Dana White was on GQ doing like a ask me anything thing, and he basically gave the whole fighter pay speech about how it's never gonna change while I'm under it. <laughs> okay, and second thing, Dana White Contender Series was a shit show this past week oh, in terms man. of the contracts they gave out. They they gave Bo Nickel a fucking can worse than a can they gave him me or you pretty much i i think i might have, i think i could have lasted longer honestly dude i think this and then my, they don't give him a contract which makes no I, sense I, after dana I, dana said dana said i don't care what you did before i care what you did in the octagon and he's like no i'll give you one more because you're only two and up that makes no i want to say they signed nicole nickel bo nickel to a two-fight contender series contract so they could get his record up one more win before he makes his debut so we can hype him up a little bit more. That's my conspiracy. But why but, do you act so surprised or disappointed? Dude, contender Series is shit show. They gave a contract to this Pogues guy who sucks, but they didn't. 
They didn't give the contract to the Polish girl who broke her foot in the second round and still won 30 to 27. No one like the women's divisions need more talent. She's good enough to beat half of the talent in her division in the UFC already, but you don't give her a contract because women's fights get finished like 15% of the time. Like straw weight yeah. fights get finished like 15% of the time or whatever yeah. the number is. You can't go into the contender series with a 115 fight with two girls who like don't have a lot of finishes on record and expect to finish. It's like, no, if a girl wins 30 or 27, that should be enough for you yeah. at, in those circumstances to award a contract. Especially since she broke her fucking foot the second round. She still dominated. Yeah, that's some bullshit. The Bo Niggle thing is even dumber because it's like you gave Pogues a contract. You know, that dude's going to go 0-4 in the UFC. <laughs> and then you don't give Bo Niggle a contract who could probably be like half of the ranked uh, when what I think is 185. You're not wrong. Dana White, fuck you, dude. <laughs> These fighters put their lives on the line for us every week. And they entertain us, and we can bet on it, and we enjoy it, and it's fun. And you're just not paying them what they're worth, man. Give them some money, bro. You're giving Sam Alvey nine fights in a row to lose, but you're you're not giving uh, fucking deserving contract recipients on Contender Series, bro. His, hey, coke, privilege. his coke is not as pure as it once was. The steroids are messing with his brain. Dana, this upcoming Fuck It Friday, just maybe you say fuck it and you you up the performance bonuses uh, to 100K. Maybe. I don't know. I love it. All right, I got to go, but that was a great way to end the show. This is boxed up. Pay-per-view next week. Leon Usman might have a spicy take on that one. We'll Usman catch KO.